0: Hello and welcome to movie Autopsy. I'm
1: Paul Culliver and I'm Anthony McCormack.
0: Actually Anthony just before we start um, I'm just gonna uh, I just gotta go get something. I'll be back.
1: Oh no Paul, come with me if you want to live. Get out! The movie today that we're talking about is Terminator Genesis.
0: Anthony, I spent this whole movie trying to figure out what was happening in this whole movie yeah. in the context of every other movie.
1: Of, of all the other Terminator movies. No, every movie ever. Every I? movie no, ever. No, no,
0: just the Terminator films.
1: Well, I remember walking out thinking I had it pretty straight in my uh, head. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, we'll get to that in the spoiler sort of zone. Yeah. Uh, but you're saying Oh what, what was going on And me saying Oh Simple Paul Simple Paul can't get his head Around a simple little <laughs> Terminator movie And I said What what could possibly be Bothering you Simple Paul <laughs> you said Well for example And you asked me a question And it was like A tree falling down In the forest My mind just went Snap And I went This movie makes no sense <laughs> Uh,
0: I'm going to go out And say Look I'm not saying It's a Look, it might. It's not a bad film. Yeah. I don't think it's a good film. All right, it's somewhere in the middle. Yeah, and I'm saying I did. I didn't walk out re- really having enjoyed it. Okay, I didn't. I didn't enjoy watching the film, which is that can be separate to how good a film is. Mm-hmm. But I think it's because I was so interested in trying to piece it all together, like in real time. Yeah, and I think it affected my. And we can get into that, okay. but yeah.
1: I feel like it's a kind of a return of the Jedi flavor in the sense of the first half hour is kind of a standalone adventure which wraps up a whole heap of things yeah. from from all the other movies. And then the rest of the movie is like, okay, now all that's out of the way, let's, you know, have another. And I, that first half hour, like the Terminator equivalent of rescuing Han Solo, Han Solo <laughs> from the bounty hunter... I really enjoyed that half hour. I thought it was really well done. Right, Shame right. about the rest of the movie. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, wow. I, I,
1: yeah. no, I, I do, I'm the same as you. I didn't mind it. I wasn't offended by it. But it was, by the time everything was said and done, there was some spectacular moments in there. And uh, you love seeing Arnie, even in a bad movie. Yeah,
0: yeah. I think that's the thing. It was like, it's nice to have Arnie back Yeah, in the Terminator movies.
1: But but it was very generic, like, yeah. for all the twists and turns.
0: <laughs> you know something, another interesting th- idea, is that um, Terminator is no stranger to recasting existing character roles. Yes. But most of that recasting is because time has moved on. Yes. And so they've gone, okay, this character is now older. Whereas now, it's weirdly, we're just like, we've got it, an entirely different cast for all these characters we know. And quite a lot more that we'll talk about, uh, spoilers ahead, Mm -hmm. Uh, except just Arnie's the same. (laughs) 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 He's the one, yeah, okay. Well, let's get into it then, because there's so much to talk about in this film um, that didn't make sense, or might, or we might be able to figure it out. We're going to talk about the film in depth, all right? But the best way for there to be no spoilers is if you've seen the movie. uh, So that's what we recommend, all right? Movie autopsy is for when you come out of the cinema. It's not for beforehand, unless you want to just ruin the film for yourself.
1: And, you know, some people might want that. Yeah, it's true.
0: Us talking about it for 40 minutes or so might be a better experience than watching some of the films we talk about. Yes. Uh, I mean,
1: very potentially. I mean, the,
0: the thing is, we don't, Anthony, we don't have the luxury of ever listening to an episode of Movie Autopsy and then seeing a movie for the first time.
1: Yeah, that's true. We 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 have have that
0: very special nexus,
1: time nexus. (laughs) It's an itch that we will never ourselves be able to scratch by ourselves. Unless we were to do separate, you know, over two weeks, Mm. for example. You see a movie (laughs) and just do an episode just for me. Yeah. It's
0: like there's, I we'd probably have to involve some time travel, yes, and some alternate timeline memories. It'd be very complicated to I, figure it out.
1: I heard stories coming out of a, the, you know, whatever the story for Terminator Genesis was going to be, that they were like, let's do a Back to the Future Part Two on this, right? and that I got really excited. I got really excited. it. Now, now
0: I know exactly what happens in Terminator and uh, Back to the Future Two. But for those listening that are, like, a bit sketchy on the details.
1: Yes. Well, because Back to the Future is a time-travelling franchise. And the entire idea behind Back to the Future 2, it's kind of an excuse plot. uh, In the sense of everything that happens actually takes you back to the same time-travel period as the first movie. Wherein the events of the first movie are happening. Right. And you can't interfere with them or else you'll destroy the universe. (laughs) But as well, like, in the course of the events of, you know, the second time around, um, the first time around is being threatened by the events that are going on. And it's kind of like a
0: lovely... Oh, man. That is a mind bend.
1: It is a mind bend. And I, like, I mean, you see in the trailer, you've got 1984, Arnold Schwarzenegger facing off against 2015 Arnold Schwarzenegger and you think to yourself, this is kind of exciting. And Mm. that's that's where I thought the movie was headed in the first half hour. I thought it's gotten to a point now where the filmmakers are ahead of the audience. Yeah. In terms of everyone's asking the same question, which is, you know, (laughs) once upon a time it was one Terminator sent back and one dude to save the lady from the Terminator. (laughs) Yeah. Then the sequel comes along and it's like, oh, two Terminators were sent back. But that's okay. We also sent a dude and a reprogrammed Terminator back. But that's it. (laughs) That's it. That is the... And then the third one comes... Okay, did we say that was it? Because, okay, more stuff has happened. More people going back. And what I like is the idea of all of those, like, kind of standalone silos of, like, Terminator 1 happened, Terminator 2 happened... Terminal 3 <laughs> and But like It's gotten to a stage now Where we can skip ahead And we can say Look John Connor in the future Knows Everything that's going to happen Up to a certain point he actually says to Kyle Reese as he's sending him back in time, "This is where my knowledge ends."
0: Yeah, I think that's re- that's actually really interesting because we got, yeah I have never seen up to that point before.
1: I was like, "This is good. This could take me there." Movie. I'm kind of excited about this. But what I what I got excited about in that brief moment is that John Connor is playing. Basically, he's cheating. He actually says he's cheating in the yeah. it, like he's playing with a guidebook because he knows everything that's going to happen. Mm. But. Also, not to the same extent, but you could kind of say that maybe Skynet is doing a similar thing.
0: Ah, because they... Oh, okay. Oh,
1: But if, if John's knowledge of the future shapes the future, then surely Skynet's knowledge of the future, if they have any knowledge at all, because they do have a terrible track record... With the Terminators they send back being destroyed. <laughs> like, they are not scoring as many goals as yeah. John is, admittedly.
0: Uh, yeah. But it's it's almost like considering the insane amount of destruction and like havoc that they wreaked on the human race, yeah. It almost seems like um unrealistic that that John Connor, even with all the technical knowledge, could take down Skynet. Yeah. Like in that moment where they're like, We've done it. I'm like How?
1: (laughs) Like, even if you get all the knowledge in the world, how how did you do that? And and that's where it's like for as smart as John Connor is going to be, you want a bad guy that's going to be just as smart. And it's kind of like you have nowhere to go except for this window, which is like the window starts at 1984 and it ends sometime in the future time, wherever that time is. Yeah, that John is patting Kyle Reese on the back and saying, like,
0: you, oh, "I can't remember. I feel like it's the twenty thirties.
1: Twenty thirties, yeah, yeah. Um, it's and-
0: you know what it makes me think of it's a little bit Edge of Tomorrow. Yes,
1: yes, yes. Because
0: in Edge of Tomorrow, it's very much like well, actually, but there's there's various elements of this film that are like Edge of Tomorrow because Edge of Tomorrow is all about like learning." Every time you do it again, you learn exactly what... It is. So I kind of take back what I... Because in that movie, he learns... It's like a video game. It was like, oh, yeah. okay, we'll try again, we'll try again. And then you know exactly, oh, bullet comes then, dodge that bullet. Uh, monster there, so there. Yeah. Uh, grab the gun from there. Yeah.
1: It's, and that that was kind of exciting to me that, like, the the writers found a way out of the box of, mm. like... Um, you know, your casual movie going fan saying, isn't it ridiculous that another Terminator is sent back <laughs> in time? It's like, you've gotten to a point now where it's like, you could have a gazillion Terminators going back in time because every timeline is like more and more is going on. Well, and...
0: yeah, it's like, it's, it's, cause we were talk. we talked about this in previous episodes when we were kind of speculating. Yeah. We did some episodes talking about the trailers and trying to speculate. And it's basically, like, instead of just going, okay, there's the future and there's the past, it's kind of like, to me, it's like you're running around in a circle, but every time you run around, you change it, which changes what's in front of you. And so, actually, it's almost like you're going up, like, a spiral staircase. Yes. Where, like, it all looks slightly the same, but then it changes. <laughs> a little- Does that make sense? That's a bad analogy, but...
1: It's like, for example, there's, um, there's a scene in this movie, and it lasts for about 10 seconds. Oh. Uh, and, you know, in the 1980s, this scene would probably last for, like, two seconds. <laughs> but in this movie, they drag it out to a whole ten seconds. Because mm. it's 2015, and they've got special effects budget. But it is um, the Terminator and John Connor in a time machine device fighting. Yeah. And it's good Terminator and it's bad Chog Connor. But it's basically, that is your Terminator movie. You could go in and sit down and it's just two hours of them just punching each other in the middle of a time warp field dilation device.
0: It, yeah, it's a little bit like, my problem with say like Man of Steel, right? Man of Steel is just like two super alien beings beating each other up yes. for two hours with no consequence. And the Terminator films, well the original Terminator films are a bit like that where it's like, shoot a Terminator, nothing happens. Shoot it up, terminate yeah. it. and to be honest, there's a lot of that in this film. There, like
1: John there's Connor, so at much. one point actually says, "Your solution for everything is to shoot at it." <laughs> and then you get, you get to the credits, and you think back on that, and you say, "Yeah, if they <laughs> hadn't been shooting at you, they would have lost." Yeah, like, it's like it slows you down a bit, and it was yeah. just
0: the amount of time they needed. But okay, so this is the thing: so they have. Uh, original Arnie, and uh, they recreate the scenes from Griffith Observatory, which is like, like it's it's a bit of fan service. And yeah. it, There is a bit of like, oh, look, they've recreated it. Oh, it's in high def. You know, yeah. all that kind of thing. Obviously, it was filmed in whatever. Anyway, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it looks better. Uh, and you're like, oh, that's pretty cool. And then, But then, like, they just take care of him. They're just like, oh, yeah. he's, he's dead. And then uh, turns out Mr. Silverman.
1: Yeah, but... Uh- that dreaded
0: Was it the T-1000? Is that... Yeah, it was
1: yeah. a T-1000 and he looked a bit different. And, and there are going to be all fan theories now as to why does he look different. Is it because when he arrived... Because of the changes in the timeline, he arrived back and ambushed a different cop? Yeah. Is it a different T-1000? Apparently, Robert Patrick was actually approached to oh, really? reprise his role. And I don't think it was anything like he read the script and said, pass, or anything like that. Yeah. But he would like... He is, in the same way that Arnie is older, like you can't really say, oh, the T-1000 is aged. Like, that doesn't make as much sense. Yeah, I guess. I think he, Robert Patrick, is a very intelligent thing of saying, I'm really happy with that T-1000 role, and I'm just going to let that stand for itself. And I'm I'm backing away. (laughs) I don't want to mess with it. Yeah. I did Gangster Squad. I burned myself pretty bad with that fake (laughs) moustache. I, like wow. But one day, people will remember me as a T one thousand. That's just fine by me.
0: Now, can I uh, can I say I am um, quite ill at the moment as we record? <laughs> you, can. Uh, you can. I uh, was quite. I was, I was on the verge of it. Uh, some headaches and stuff when I saw this film, and i have only debilitated now. So that may add to my grumpiness today. as yeah. I talk about Terminator. No, be grumpy. It may colour my opinion of this goddamn movie.
1: Because we've taken a long time to get. To to basically any kind of point that I wanted to make <laughs> But the point was that like The start of the movie was felt ripe With like goosebumps and promise And like yeah. oh this is They're, they're actually going to make Like you can go back and forth Timeline wise forever But what I want to see I don't know about you What I want to see is the ultimate story of like Okay all of those timelines happened But this is the one that counts this yeah. is the timeline that we care about and you mentioned edge of tomorrow and that's a that is a that so that's the tom cruise one i think yeah. some places they call it live die repeat
0: yeah oh, interestingly when they released like the dvd and stuff they just put like a tiny little edge of tomorrow down at the corner <laughs> and then like the slogan was live die repeat so now people just think that's the name of the film
1: which I fantastic really love- film
0: I, I, yeah. Also, I really like the name Edge of Tomorrow, but people yeah. apparently live, die, repeat. Uh, really great film. Yes. Uh, um,
1: and didn't really do as well as it really should yeah, have. Yeah, it
0: was, it was great. Like, yeah. It was funny. Like, it was, it was the, very ed- the editing was fantastic. Yep. Like, in the way that they, cause it's, it's basically a sci-fi Groundhog Day. Yeah. Uh, and, and
1: really good stakes as well. Like. Yeah. It it felt almost Gili- Guillermo del Toro in the sense of, like, yeah. Guillermo del Toro loves making movies where it's like, oh, the heroes have no hope. Don't worry about that. <laughs> that everything's going to go to hell in a ha- hand-, hand basket. I was about to say hand basket. <laughs> in a hand solo basket. <laughs> and, that was, like, Edge of Tomorrow was... And I didn't feel that risk in Terminator Genesis. I didn't feel it, like... Oh, no, our world is going to end. The
0: thing, this movie had, like, three sections to it. Let's call them acts. Yeah. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But, no, like, it was three very separate things, I felt like. It was like the start was, hey, remember those two first Terminator films you loved? Here's us doing them again, but we'll just do them really quickly. Yeah. Like, oh, new Terminator, get rid of him. Uh, like the original Terminator, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, oh, T-1000, uh, melts me in an, in an acid bath, which which you were talking about you really liked, and I yeah. thought that was it was pretty cool.
1: I like that um, he jumps out of the acid bath, and you're like, oh, shit, didn't plan for this, did you, Sarah? And then, like, you get, uh, you know, should we call him Pops? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was a pop, pop. Pop, Pop, Pop. Yeah, let's call him Pop. And that was a really, like... Awesome moment of him just grabbing him mm. and putting, like, no, you <laughs> you take your bath, was the line yeah. that you said, <laughs> which is perfect.
0: <laughs> it's bath time, right? <laughs> you're going to stay in there till you're clean, yep. slash disintegrated. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, yeah, because when they got to that, like, factory thing, whatever it was, where the, where the acid bath was, acid shower, I guess it was, really. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I thought they'd, like, driven to the original, like, factory. I thought they were going to melt him again. Yeah. And I was like, oh, they, like, they know that's how to do it. And I was like, oh, no, it's a little bit different.
1: I I like that, that you've got the Bill and Ted kind of thing of, like, you know, oh, what do we need? We need a whole heap of acid. (laughs) <laughs> oh, it's a time-travelling movie. We can set that up beforehand, kind of thing.
0: Yeah, it reminds me of, um, if you've ever seen, the, is it the Doctor Who parody, the Rowan Atkinson Curse <laughs> of the Fatal Death? <laughs> yes, yes. And it's like the master of Doctor Who be like, No, I travelled back five more years and bribed the design, the architect to install a trapdoor here. Yeah. And then, oh, well, I travelled back another year and bribed <laughs> the architect to even more money and installed a trapdoor there instead.
1: Which uh, it's just a perfect sort of, like, (laughs) satire of all these time travel kind of stories of, like...
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, It's kind of... In a way, it's like, yeah, like, they prepared for everything, and then none of the Terminators saw it coming. So, like, if we're going to be in an infinite loop, is that timeline going to happen again now? And then the Terminators will be like, yeah, we know what's happening. And then it's just going to... I don't know. it's, It's like, how come they were able to prepare... And yes, the, and Skynet wasn't.
1: Um, Casting-wise, like I mm. have to say, I haven't seen Jai Courtney in um, much. Yeah, uh, what's he been in? He he was in the orange. Shall we say the only Die Hard movie that everyone universally hates? Oh, <laughs> that's, <laughs> him. Yeah, well, that's him. Yeah, oh, that's him. Um, and I I feel I I'm not offended by him as a person. It's interesting to me though that Kyle Reese which is a character from uh the 1984 movie Michael B Bean Michael Bine, Michael Michael B my friend Michael B uh mm. who is like he's physically strong but it, it's a lean kind of strong like he, he, he is a physical contrast between him and this big hulking Arnold yeah and you you fast-forward to this movie, and, and they did an interesting thing in number four. They cast Anton Yelchin, who's the Mr. Chekhov from the new Star Trek movies. Mm. And he is a similar kind of, you know, lean, strong in a lean way. Right. Kind of thing. Whereas you get to this movie, and Jai Courtney is just like, he's Atlas. <laughs> yeah. He is like a god amongst men.
0: Yeah. It's... Uh... Yeah, it's just, it's just, which makes it, like, less interesting in a way. Yeah. Like, it's just like, yeah, huge dudes doing action things. Yeah, yeah. Like, it, this movie, despite all the Terminator stuff, it did feel a bit too, like, rote action movie. Uh, I
1: did. Especially because the Kyle Reese in this movie, like, if you were to have him doing a lot of action he kind of stuff. Yeah. Like, he's growing up in a future that doesn't have nutrition. mm and yet, since, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, something has gone on with that boy. Like, it's kind of like John Connor is saving all the best cuts of lean beef for Especially him. Especially
0: because the kid they show in the, in, like, the early, like, in the setup of how, like, John Connor finds him. Yeah. He's not, is not that big. Not I mean, right. obviously, you can, you can grow up to be bigger, but I'm just saying.
1: On the other end of the scale now, Emilia Clark. Yeah. I do, I do not mind her in Game of Thrones. Yeah, she's amazing as Daenerys. She's very amazing. Um, In this movie, like, I was... Like, it's almost the same kind of physical thing, but it goes the other way. She's teeny tiny. Yeah. And you think of uh, Sarah Connor from Terminator 2. Now, the Terminator 2 timeline never happens in this movie. And in the Terminator 2 timeline, Sarah Connor is not well. She is not well at all. Like... The first movie has really messed her up. She's like, that's never going to happen to me again. Yeah. I'm going to do 7 million push-ups every day.
0: Yeah. Is that the one that she opens at, and she's in the mental yeah. institution? Yeah. in number two. Yeah, yeah. So,
1: so she, like, you know, and, and I think James Cameron... Uh, laughs a lot about a lot of people hold Sarah Connor up as like this symbol of like feminism and a strong female character and he's like, She's nuts. Like that's not a well character at all.
0: But also like given what happened to her, like crazy killer robot from the future.
1: Oh, absolutely. uh, Who
0: can blame her?
1: Um, and so it's interesting that, and, and in a certain way, like, things go pear-shaped for Sarah Connor earlier in this movie. Like, her parents get killed. Yeah. She's, and, got, she's raised by a Terminator. Yeah, and and at no point do you say that hasn't worked out well for her. Well, there, <laughs> is, there is a bit
0: where Carl Reese is like, you know, you're terrible, like cuz you've only you're only human contact like you're like hey maybe i lie like that bit where she he was basically saying like hey maybe you're the one that's being unreasonable i've grown up with people you have not yeah yeah um which is kind of funny considering what she was i don't know let's say 7 or 8 i don't know what age it was they might have said in the film um that she's grown up with the terminator since uh and she's tried to teach the terminator how to be more human yet she yeah. how would oh have...
1: yes that's true it's yeah a bit like how... oh, that kind of unravels in your head
0: yeah as, w- as
1: well as should we reveal as well that the question that you asked me so we're out of the cinema oh there's I'm like, so much yeah there is so much it was, but
0: it's uh, who who they don't they don't say at any point who sent back slash when did they send back the original terminator that well that not the or- <laughs> pops
1: Pop, Well, Pops, and that.
0: also the one that actually killed. Well, it seems like they said the. Like it was a T 1000 that killed the parents, I think. Because they said something about liquid metal on the river,
1: I oh, think. Oh, okay.
0: Yeah, so I think they alluded to the idea that it was a T 1000 that killed the parents, and then Pops turned up and I guess dispatched with him.
1: Oh, that's good of Pops.
0: Yeah, thanks, Pops. Thanks, Pops. And so he's grown up. <laughs>
1: I mean, would have been great if you got here five minutes earlier, Pops, and saved the parents as well.
0: Yeah. I mean... <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, ar- you'll do, Pops.
0: Arguably, Pops could be the Terminator that would have been in number two.
1: Oh, so say yeah, if there's yeah. some point in the future yep.
0: where they reprogram a Terminator, they go, where do we need to send it? And they're like, well, we don't need to send it to 1995 or whatever it is anymore. We need to send it back earlier. And it's funny that, like, the plot hole of many of the Terminator films has been, why don't they send it back earlier rather yeah, than later? Yeah. And in this one, they go, yeah, they tried to kill yeah. Sarah Connor when she was a kid.
1: It was, it's like the machines have been watching yeah. the Terminator movies and going, like, good idea, Let's, we will send it back earlier.
0: Yeah, it's like, we'll get to Terminator 17. It's just like a period piece of the <laughs> 1800s. Just like hunting down all the, the great-grandparents of Sarah Connor.
1: Oh, my gosh. You could do frightening <laughs> things with Europe. Don't even go there. Um, <laughs> but the, the twist. They we... go
0: back to kill Jesus. Wait, <laughs> Jesus is not the... What? That doesn't make any sense. They go back to kill... John Connor,
1: JC. Hello. Whoa. <laughs> I guess
0: that's probably pretty much our purpose. Um,
1: Dick Sergeant, Dick York, Sergeant York. What? What?
0: Genghis Khan? Aren't, <laughs> aren't a lot of us... Aren't, like, an insane number of people descended from Genghis Khan? Yeah,
1: I am. I'm sure you are as well. Yeah.
0: So, Terminator Genghis Khan.
1: Yes, that's, a, that's the new entry. <laughs> I like that idea. That's a smart idea. Um, let's talk about the twist briefly, which was kind of like you... It, it got spoiled in the trailer. Mm. And you say, oh, maybe they're hiding an ace up their sleeve. Maybe this twist... Is just the first twist right. in a series of twists, and walking out of the movie, I can say definitively that's pretty much all they no, have.
0: No, nothing new. In- nothing new or interesting happens after that. You know what really shits me is that just so John Connor is some phase matter, uh, like nanobotty Terminator. Yes, is the almost the final conclusion of uh, the logical conclusion of how is she? How is he different to the third Terminator?
1: It's a very good question, and what's and she? She, well, she is. I think she's got the liquid metal over the top, right. and then underneath, it's like a chassis, but it's a chassis that has weapons in it.
0: Right, it's like a weapon thing, but it's not yeah. a nanobot thing. That's right, and, cause and each,
1: yeah. And I was always sad because, and I, it I seems don't not as good, but anyway, yeah. it seems very much not as good. And this, is, as, I feel T one thousand. That is, I feel yeah. like the um the Terminator movies kind of diverged with the special effects revolution because Gremlins 2, and I know this is going off on a wild tangent, but this is where I thought the Terminator movies would head. In Gremlins 2, there is a biology lab, basically. It's a gigantic tower, and they basically let, you know, Starbucks in, and they let, you know... Dick Smith in and they lay like suddenly it's all like every single t- floor of this tower is filled up with all these different businesses. Mm. And one of them is this crazy genetics lab. Right. And the gremlins go in there and they start drinking everything under the sun and it creates all these specialized gremlins. And one of them is an electric gremlin. And it's like made out of sheer electricity and it's like (laughs) they i'm not sure how scientific it is but it's like this gremlin like electrocutes people and then it gets stuck in the phone line at one point until like someone actually presses hold on it and you see like a little little animation of the gremlin like with his hands over his ears going no (laughs) with the hold music like, he doesn't like that whole music at all. <laughs> but but I, I think I read at some point, so you've got Arnie, which is like the steel you know, chassis that's indestructible, mm. and then you've got the T-1000, which is like the liquid metal that can do whatever and whatever. And I read something about they were going to do a Terminator 3, and it was going to be like a, an electronic Terminator that could take control of other machines.
0: Oh, that's cool.
1: And I thought, oh, it's going to be like the Gremlins 2 Gremlin. That's really (laughs) awesome. Because, like, it gets you into a writing problem. Because if a Terminator is that powerful, you have to say, how the hell do you destroy that Terminator? And that's what was interesting about number two, is that the Terminator was so powerful. You say, how do you destroy that? How can you possibly get rid of that thing?
2: Mm.
1: And then when Terminator 3 came out, it was... That term, like it was a Terminator that could take control of other machines. Yeah, but it was like she had like Inspector Gadget fingers that drilled into them, and and you just say, well, this isn't as believable as <laughs> a gremlin made out of pure electricity. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's it's interesting to me that the T one thousand goo was such a, a a plot point in this movie, mm. as well as like. The factory blows up at the end. John Connor, who's like the most advanced, like, you know, Terminator yet Mm. in the Terminator timeline, does not survive this blast. Yeah. The T-1000 Goo survives the blast. (laughs) So you're Skynet. You're sending Terminators back in time. You send a T-1000 back, and then you say, okay, now we need a backup. We need our most advanced model... (laughs) And we need to put everything that's, that's Skynet into this model. We need, like, this is the save all, end all. Everything else goes to hell in a hand basket. <laughs> At least we've got this model and it's yeah. keeping our secrets safe and everything is good. And, you know, some dissenting voice, some other Terminator bot says, should we use the T-1000 Goo again? And Skynet says, no, 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 let's, let's take a step down. <laughs> Let's relax this a little bit.
0: I yeah, the, uh, so much about the ending is was was disapp- like the last act was disappointing to me. Uh like nothing really interesting happened with the John Connor phase matter except that it was like oh we shot it was the same as the T1000. Yes. Like shoot him. Oh, he bleeds it, instead yeah, and was, then he just reconstitutes the blood. It was same but worse. It, like yeah. he's worse off. And he's his he's uh super um Vulnerable to magnets and electric fields. Yeah. Which uh, did you? uh, Now, if you watch Breaking Bad,
1: I have yes.
0: When they were like, "Hey, you don't have to happen to have a magnet the size of a truck, do you?" (laughs) (laughs) I wonder how many people were like, "Magnets, bitch." (laughs) (laughs) I was like, they should call up uh, Heisenberg. He knows exactly how to do this. Have
1: you seen all those like Breaking Bad comics? No. There there are <laughs> comics that ba- people have like drawn in Microsoft Paint <laughs> and they basically have the same stock standard like facial expressions yeah. of, of like this copy paste, copy paste, copy paste. And there's one about that magnet and, you know, you don't need to have seen Breaking Bad to you know. But it's uh, it's a particular scene with a big magnet in a truck <laughs> it's the miss Paint of like heisenberg saying just a little bit more and then the next panel just a little bit more and then the next panel just a little bit more and then like the last panel is completely like horizontal he's like okay let's go (laughs) (laughs)
0: uh Uh,
1: so i guess you do need to have seen breaking bear for that joke to work
0: (laughs) (laughs) so yeah i mean I, i don't know like i I felt like oh they're like oh there's a whole lake of of t1000 goo yeah but oh it needs programming yeah and, and that, the, yeah like yeah, the payoff yeah. was oh they upgraded. but really how much did you uh there's got to be an army of t1000s yeah that they're was, gonna flick a switch and they gotta
1: program it that was absolutely weird and like <laughs> like uh, this is the wrong feeling to have there's gonna be an army of t1000s and I was like <laughs> you know, right. I was like, I'm bored <laughs> I of T-1000. Kinda wanna
0: see. Yeah, well, that kind of would have been really yeah. cool. Like, imagine.
1: G- well, because uh, Stephen, who I went to, you know, he came along to the screening. <laughs> yeah, everyone screening, knows Stephen. Everyone knows Stephen. <laughs> and he was like, uh, the T-1000 at the start of the movie mm. drops a little bit of his finger goo into the destroyed, you know, the previously destroyed Arnie. Yeah. And then suddenly it reactivates that Arnie. Yeah. And he was like, if John Connor is made up of, like, all this tiny little bits and bobs, couldn't he just, like, drop any number of bits and bobs into that goo and create the army of T-1000s that he needs to for victory?
0: Yeah. Yep. (laughs) Yep.
1: This, This is where I wanted the movie to go. And this is the movie that I wrote in my head, and it was so much better. It was so satisfying. And I thought it was going there. When you see the Doctor, when you see Matt Smith at the start, and the second the camera lingers on him a little bit too long, right. you say, oh, he's a baddie. Yeah. He's a baddie. But um, where I thought it was going, he says, I'm Skynet. And they're all like, oh, what, you're another drone. And he's not like, you know, I can't remember what he says, but in essence, he's like, no, I am Skynet.
0: I think, I think the line was, I'm Skynet, bitches. Yeah, yeah. that's
1: that's how I remember
0: it. Wibbly wobbly, timey wimey. I'm Skynet.
1: And what it reminds me of, and you might have never seen it, and if you haven't track it down, it's a... I don't know if it would hold up today, but it's a movie called Star Trek First Contact. Uh Uh-huh. And this is before J.J. Abrams has anything to do with the Star Trek universe, and it's um, Patrick Stewart, Jean-Luc Picard, Mm. and he's basically taken on these zombie Terminators. Like, that is their actual (laughs) racial, you know when they're going through customs <laughs> and it says what is your species they write zombie terminate
0: what is your occupation
1: <laughs> so i i assimilate everything into <laughs> <laughs> my collective but it was, in, in the tv <laughs> show it was like these bad guys what is the purpose of your visit <laughs> to assimilate <laughs> uh <laughs> do you have any uh do you have
0: any uh, relative, what, what is your place of... Uh, what, what is your, the address that you're staying at? I'm trying to remember how customs works. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: do you have anything to declare? Resistance is futile. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. There it is. There <laughs> it is. In the TV show, they were a hive. And what was scary about it is that like they're coming after you and they want you to be one of them. And... They are all one unit. Yeah. And then the movie comes out and they say, well, we need, we need a primary villain. Hmm. Like, it's kind of cool that these things are all, you know.
0: You need a face of it.
1: You need a face of it. and like they Davros to the Daleks. And they come up with this queen, played by Alice Krieger. And she has been in a few Star Trek things since because everyone, like there are a few people who are like, oh my God, Queen, that's so lame. <laughs> you know, you just turn them into a bunch of insects now, man. <laughs> but for everyone. trekies, these Trekkies? Right. They are. They're so, oh, just open your hearts, Trekkies. You know what I'm saying? So, so high. They're so cynical too. Yeah. <laughs> the future is terrible. Say so all the, the Trekkies. There's the Queen of the Zombies. There's the Queen of the Zombies. And she, her famous line in this. St- I don't know if it's famous. <laughs> her line <laughs> she in this has movie has one line yeah. <laughs> in the film. Yeah. <laughs> well, someone says to her, you know, are you part. And they're called the Borg, these zombies. Oh, the Borg. Zombie oh, you under the Borg. Yeah. Under oh, the Borg. Yeah, we all know the Borg. Yeah. Uh, Should and have said. This person to the Queen <laughs> says, are you one of the Borg? And she says, I am the Borg. Oh. And and he's all like, I don't understand. What is your what what is your relation to the Borg? Uh, and, and she says, you imply like in other words, you're you're talking about difference. Mm. I think the line is something like, you imply disparity where none exists. Mm. I am oh yeah, the, the collective. They talk about those as the collective. Yeah. Anyway, this is a very so long winded they, way of saying zombies. This is a very long-winded way of saying I was excited that Matt Smith wasn't a Terminator per se. He was basically the Borg Queen of the Terminator universe. Right.
0: There is something funny about the fact that Terminator... The Terminators are governed by Skynet, but they aren't Skynet themselves. Like, they don't seem to be running with Skynet. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, their own computations are their own. Exactly. Exactly. They run... They're not running with the software that is Skynet.
1: And there's, I think it's deleted scene in Terminator 2 where it's like Skynet doesn't trust, like when it sends the Terminators out, it switches them to read only.
0: Ah, that's interesting. Yeah. That's clever. So, uh, yeah, well, so Matt Smith, first of all, his accent, maybe just because I'm so used to him being English. Yes. But his accent in this is, he only has a couple lines, but they're very jarring to me. Yes. I just want to put that out there.
1: Oh, do
0: like, I like, he's not a bad actor, but, like, part of me is like, oh, they were just like, oh, time travel movie, let's put The Doctor in. Like, oh, all right. Yeah, I guess. Like, I really like Matt Smith, but I just don't think he worked like, for this. Like,
1: again, the first half hour, full of promise, and Matt Smith shows up, and I say, this is going to be a really incredible movie. Um, but by the end, he is Helena Bonham Carter from number four. Like, he's doing the same thing. He's just a hologram of a person that you know, you know, from other movies, a talented character actor saying, You will never
0: win. <laughs> You're not so different, you and I. Yeah. All right, okay. Here are my complaints. I, okay. let's, uh, well, well,
1: before, let me pay off this Borg coin because I right, spent yeah. so long. But <laughs> so long. <the laughs> first Contact is a time travel movie, and it's all about the evil robots going back from the future to the past to assimilate, if you will. I'm using huh. the little air quotes assimilate uh, the people of Earth. So, they basically want the people of yeah. Earth to join their club. Yeah. And the Bo- what's really interesting about the Borg Queen is that it's a seduction. Mm. She's she's not like a villain in the traditional sense. She's saying, I think you kind of want what we have. I don't <laughs> I, like... You, I, I got something you might be interested yeah, in. Yeah, you don't know until you join us. And y- I'm not going to give you a choice anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but... It's not going to be so bad for you. Don't even Hmm. worry about it. Just let it happen. Sit back. Let it happen. And what I was excited about for Terminator Genesis, and it didn't happen. Mm. It didn't happen for me. But I thought John Connor has been Borgified. Yeah. Like, that's essentially what the story is. And John Connor is, like, trying to... He's not going after Sarah Connor and Kyle Reese with guns. He's like, sit down, let's talk about this. And I actually wanted to hear what he had to say because I thought it was going to be a seduction. I thought he was going to say, listen, it is me in here. It is John. Mm. Like, that's the reason to have John Connor as your villain. You know what I mean? But he's all like, it is me in here. And I've got to tell you, we've been fighting for so long. You know, have you seen the end of the third Matrix movie? <laughs> Robots and humans living together. It can happen. I'm living proof. I didn't really want what they did to me, but it's kind of cool. And I want to do it to you, too. So sit back. Let it happen.
0: That's, that's, what, that's what you wanted. That's what I wanted. That's my, Okay, this was actually what I was going to say. He makes no cogent argument. Exactly. He's like, he's like, hey, join us. And they're like, no, fuck you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then he's like, oh, I'm so disappointed. Yeah. I thought you'd see it my way. You haven't explained what your way is. Exactly. You, exactly. just, you just turned up like a crazy motherfucker. You're a bad person. Yeah, you're a shit. It's just like... He's like, hey, you know those people we've been fighting the whole time? I joined them,
1: so I guess you should too. No! he actually, No, you he, dickhead! He actually threatens them at one point. Like, they've obviously done it for the plot, because like people are going to be like, oh, if he kills his parents, how can he exist? So they actually say... It's like one of the first things that they say when they find out he's been Borgified. Mm. They say... But if you kill us, you'll cease to exist. And he's like, I don't care. (laughs) It's like, don't say that if you're trying to convince someone to see your point of view. Well, that
0: was interesting as well, because they were like, he's like, we're marooned on a time island or whatever the hell he said. What? Which is like, it's so confusing. Yes. Like In terms of what are the, they're like, the Back to the Future is like, oh, your parents don't have sex, so you fade away. Yeah. And look, I will say the whole like mating thing was quite funny. That was some nice comic relief. I will pay that. That was funny. And we never saw... Did we ever... No. No. They didn't actually ever do it. I thought when they were getting naked for the... It was like, they were just going to be like, well, we're naked anyway.
1: I I do... (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Because that's how sex works, right? That's entirely how... That's my understanding of it. Yeah, as
0: as far as I know. Um, One day I'll find out.
1: (laughs) That's like... I I enjoyed that they had to get like... Because of the time... And they they it was really cool how they explained it. Like so many people are like, Oh, I have a real problem with organic matter going into the time machine, you know, and, and you can't bring guns with you. What is that? That's stupid. That's you know, blah blah blah. But uh some of them in the future are actually dropping the line in there, just think of putting metal in a microwave and times it by like ten or whatever they were saying. Mm. And I was like, that is, that wasn't even a problem I had, and you just made me feel really better about. But it.
0: But they're expl- its like a little bit hokey because they're like, "Oh, it's fine as long as whatever it is you're sending is encased with human flesh." Yes. Uh so it's like, and that's why, like, I quite like the idea that it was like, "Oh, the uh, pops can't go because he's got a little bit of a yeah, a, a, a lesion," and I really like the idea. It was like, "Oh, we'll see you in twenty years or whatever it was." Yes. Uh or more actually because what they traveled from 84 to 2017. Um and by that point it was like 30 uh, whatever. Um he'll have grown back and so and he was older again. That was kind of that was quite nice. I like that. Yeah. Uh and yeah. So I like that. Uh the fact that it was like the the big thing was like we have to blow up Cyberdyne. And I was like that's what you did in the
1: that's second movie. That's what you always do. <laughs> you always want to blow up Cyberdyne. That can't be your third act in every film. Yeah, like I I loved it in number 2. Yeah. But you get to number 5 and you say that's probably not the solution to your problem anymore. Yeah. Like,
0: I Yeah. It was interesting because I was, I, was, I was like, oh, they've got to explain Genesis. Oh, so... Okay. We're yes. This uh, is where I want to go to. Yeah, right, Okay. When they were sending, uh, what's his name, Carl Reese back, and they were showing him his memories, that was so confusing. And yes. I, obviously they explained it, but because they'd already told me, oh, he grew up post-apocalypse, I was like, oh, these memories can't be his. Yeah. They, they must be showing us uh, John Connor's memories. I was what? like trying to figure it out. I was like, whose memories are they showing? This is weird. Yeah,
1: I I got that there was a split in the timeline.
0: Okay, I was I was confused until they explained it. I was I, like, this is I like they
1: show you scenes, and I was like, I know that this will make sense by the end of the movie because I think they actually show you a snippet of Amelia um, Clark's Sarah Connor. And you hadn't met her yet in the actual movie. Oh, do they? Yeah. Or maybe that wasn't the first one, maybe the but they were you know the when she does the hand oh, she goes yeah. go in a straight line. And I kind of liked when you get to the police station she does that to mm. the it's a very 12 monkeys as well where she's like little Kyle, you got to listen to me. Yeah. Yeah, you, know, you got to do the right thing, little Kyle. And and then you say to yourself, "Wow, the memories that he remembered." going back in time, are being written by the story going forward. Yeah. And I thought that was cool. But at the same time, it was like there was no risk in that. There was no, like, you know, he, his memories weren't changing. Yeah. So you knew that whatever the story was that had happened had already happened.
0: There's a time nexus
1: <laughs> or something. I don't yeah. Know. I know, yeah. Uh, but also, like... Uh, how does a Terminator know about... <laughs> oh, by the way, I know everything about interstellar time travel.
0: <laughs> uh, I don't... And I... the
1: effects on a cognitive human brain.
0: <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. why would the Terminator be told all of that? Why Ge-
1: That Genesis is kind of like uh, a, a Facebook slash Windows... You know, it's
0: very like Apple OS 10 is, or yeah, iOS yeah. or it's kind of like OS in her kind of thing. It's like yes, everybody's going to yes, have
1: it. Exactly. And, and uh, like at one point, like the company was like, we have like, what what was it? The b- when people buy it before it comes out, what's Pre-order. that word? Pre-order. We have pre-orders, like, you know, a, a whole heap of them. And everyone's like, ooh. And I'm like, do you like if you are Skynet? I don't know. Maybe Skynet is not involved in the actual selling process. <laughs> but if you're Skynet, wouldn't you just like give it away for free? You know, like uh, why would you wait for Americans to come to you to buy your product?
0: Yeah, I they said like a billion. I think. Yeah. Well, I words. guess
1: I guess that'll do.
0: Yeah, I guess if you're about to destroy society, <laughs> no, but no, 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 but but John but- Connor's the only person that is Skynet at that company. Otherwise, Cyberdyne is. Entirely,
1: oh, wow. like, oh yeah, yeah, legit. They, yeah. They don't even know.
0: Yeah, they don't know. Yeah, it's, and you were talking about the was it the Dysons?
1: Yeah, yeah. So that's a nice little Danny Dyson, who is the little boy, um, in the second movie. Yeah, um, and th- there, there's a feeling like they touch on all of this stuff that technology has become so much a part of our lives, and we are trusting so much to technology. And, like, I like that. I like that the Terminator movie goes there, but it doesn't do anything with it. And Because you get a sense that singularity is inevitable. Mm. And then <laughs> the solution is not go and blow up Cyberdyne. Like, yeah. we can't, in our everyday lives, go to Cyberdyne and blow it up. <laughs> so, like, what I was expecting was a really cool story about John Connor is the the absolute most villainous representation of someone who posts on Facebook <laughs> 500 times a day. You know what I mean? Yeah. Someone who's addicted to technology And it's all like, you need to be on Facebook too. <laughs> <you know? laughs> and, and that he wasn't that. And he was just like, join me and we can rule together. Like there was nothing there. There was nothing yeah. in that character at all.
0: I, uh, t- but, uh, no.
1: There was no seduction. I wanted to be seduced By John Connor. I wanted him to be a male Borg queen.
0: Yeah. I... Ugh. Like, why did they have to... Why, if you're going to go do something like a big heist where you got to blow up a building, why would you only arrive three days before
1: it? Like, thank you for asking. (laughs)
0: Why would you not turn up, like, two years beforehand and train and be ready?
1: Remember what you did with the tubs of acid? Why even... Why do you need to go forward... In the future at all. Why? I mean, I guess because it's cool.
0: I was like, if you went to 97, just hang out for 20 years and go blow up Cyberdyne.
1: Like in Terminator 2, the whole idea of the Sarah Connor in that movie is I'm going to teach future generations that we need to make sure this shit doesn't happen. And in this movie, it's like, nah, I don't trust future generations. Quick, hop in this time vehicle with me.
0: I think this movie, I've been thinking about, I think this movie ignores three. I think everything else can fit in, but I think it has to ignore three.
1: I think it kind of ignores two. Like, it doesn't ignore. No,
0: no, no, because I think two can still have happened. Okay, this is my... I feel like it
1: takes what it wants from two.
0: Can I say... So, this is what I think... Yep. It's it still like fits with. So, number one happened, number two happened. Uh, uh, well, like, let's say, assume three happened, four, four blah, five, all right? We get to five. So, actually, what we're seeing in five is as a result of like the starting, blah, blah. blah it's all as a result of one, two, three, four, all right? Yep. And I send them back. And then at that point, they're like, hey, we know about everything, so deal with it. Now, 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 <laughs> now. The reason, okay, the reason Skynet happens the first time.
1: Oh no! Here we go. This is going to bend my this mind to a press.
0: This is what I'm thing. This is why. This is what my basis is. The first reason Skynet happens is because the Terminator arm from the first movie is left behind and found by the Cyberdyne dude, D- Dyson. Is it Miles Dyson?
1: I would argue, just to be technical, yeah, because the Skynet happens in the first movie, right? Mm-hmm. So you could let's let's put that as our zero. Okay. and then say the next, so Terminator 2, so the second time that Skynet happens.
0: Wait, what's but, the cause of the first one?
1: Well, that's what I'm saying is that... I was that, saying he, it just exists. We don't yeah, know yeah, why. yeah. We don't know why. Exactly. Oh,
0: See, I think it's like a, I always assumed it was like a Planet of the Apes kind of thing where it's like cyclical. It yeah, I,
1: I do enjoy that whole idea. Yeah. But then, like, you could also argue as well that the Terminator from the first Terminator was sent back like, there had to be an original egg for that chicken to hatch right. from. okay.
0: Yep, okay. So, Zero, One, uh, it's the Terminator arm, which I guess is like, I guess Skynet is on the Terminator then. Uh, yeah, for, yeah. Okay. So that's, and then they destroy the arm and Cyberdyne number two. Then number three, it turns out it's the military's developing some software.
1: So that that number three development could just as easily be the same development from number one. But, you know... It, yeah. like it gets changed through the course of the first movie and then yeah. in the second movie it gets reset and then the third it's pushed back but it's still yeah it's what pushed it is. back by like six years or something
0: yeah uh, and because it was wasn't it something like there was a virus going around and then they needed Skynet to get rid of the virus Yes I think in number three all right and then number four obviously blah and then <laughs> it's, it's <not>, Skynet is already <laughs> around yeah, yeah there's bales running around. And then, uh, so, what I'm saying is, it still makes sense in number 5 that number 2 could have happened, because they've avoided number 2 happening, because they they destroyed the original Terminator. There's no remnants. Yes. But, there's not necessarily anything that they could have done, that they did in number 5, to stop the military from developing Skynet for the 2003 version. That's what I'm saying, is, because they're saying... Oh, we destroyed the Terminator from number one.
1: Oh, okay. I think I'm with you.
0: So we stopped uh, number two Skynet. Yeah. Right. And they're saying, oh, but that meant that Skynet wasn't developed till 2017. It it delayed Judgment Day by 20 years. Whereas the 2003 film says that destroying the Terminator from number one (laughs) delays... See what I mean? So that's why I'm saying I don't think 2003 fits in with the uh, the the judge. Uh, what is it? Um, Rise of the Machines doesn't fit in with this movie.
1: Uh yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll agree to all of that.
0: As, which is kind of frustrating. I wish that it had all been a unified, unified well, thing.
1: It f- felt like there were a lot of things that were cherry picked, like from the saraconic Chronicles, from the third movie, the right. fourth movie. I haven't
0: seen any of the Saraconic Chronicles.
1: Uh, Well, I do know the whole idea of them travelling into... So, from 1984, travelling into the future with their own improvised time machine, that is a a plot kind of device Uh, that's very similar to something that happens, I think, in the first episode of the Zeracona Chronicles. Okay. And that Zeracona Chronicles, I think, got a better reception than 3 and 4, the movies. Right. And this felt like, to me, Genesis felt like the first episode of a TV show. Like yeah. at, the, at the end, it's like they're driving off in a car and it's like, we don't know what we're going to face, but we're going to face it together. Together. As a family. <laughs>
0: <We're>... California. <laughs> well, I think it is part of three sequels, right? Because isn't it uh, Cameron gets the rights back in 2019? Yeah, that's true. So they greenlit two more sequels. Yes. So I think that's the thing is they left all these questions unanswered in a very frustrating way. And they had the little cliffhangery credit seat, which I didn't understand what I was looking at. They shared projection of Skynet looking at some red orb thing, which was that the time travel thing? Machine,
1: yeah, potentially.
0: You know what yeah. I'm talking about? Yeah, we, it was it we, a, it was a
1: little bit. You know, this could be anything we want it to be. Kind yeah, of pretty much. Yeah,
0: and it's like, so you didn't destroy Skynet. You did a shitty job. <laughs>
1: what a surprise! What a surprise that you did not destroy the they really thing. Failed. They ah, mind boggling. But now,
0: like, what I'd like to see is that, like, now Kyle Reese. And uh Sarah Connor will have Huge, huge
1: John. Kyle Reese and tiny Sarah Connor.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well now they can have John Connor. Yes. And they can um have young John Connor again. That's the cool thing. They That's can have a new John Connor and be like, Now John Don't Don't,
1: don't go bad. Don't
0: don't do drugs. <laughs> you know, don't, don't, don't do microchips. And don't become phase matter. Alright? Yeah. <laughs> What do we always tell you? Phase matter <laughs> ruins lives. Absolutely. Yeah, so that's kind. Of, that would actually be kind of cool as a thing. Like, now both Kyle Reese and, and Sarah Connor can raise a new John Connor.
1: Both in the trailer and in the movie, Kyle Reese says at one point we need to reverse what was done to him. Uh, and I thought, that's new territory for the Terminator movies. But be- yeah. Because, like, usually when someone gets terminated... <laughs> There's no reversing what was done to them.
0: I really like how, like, he said that, and then
1: Pop was just like, "No, no," <laughs> and yeah, and that's it. That's pretty much it. He's he gone. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you understand. Here, it's right here in the script. <laughs> we cannot reverse it.
0: Yeah, so Jason Clark is donezo, I think. I
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which is like, it's kind of like having Darth Maul. In the first episode (laughs) of the Star Wars, and then like getting rid of him straight away—like you have an incredible villain that is the highlight of your movie. Mm. And Jason Clark has, in other movies, he's a very charismatic guy. Yeah, like Zero Dark Thirty, he is not. Like I get uncomfortable with his attitudes towards torture. And, yeah, I'm kind of, you know, pulled into the character. I'm like, I kind of want to see where you go with this, Jason Clark.
0: Yeah, it's quite good. Dawn of the Planet of the Apes.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And so when I see him as an evil John Connor, I say that's perfect. That's like the one, like, I really like Emilia Clarke. I really like Jai Courtney just from who they are, you know, as people. They're just great people. I didn't think that they were well cast. Mm. And I think the movie did a great disservice to them by casting them in those roles. You know, what I was roles. thinking,
0: different Game of Thrones person for Sarah Connor. Yeah. Natalie Dormer.
1: Natalie Dormer. I'm thinking yeah. Natalie
0: Dormer from Hunger Games, right? Yeah. They...
1: Oh, That's the first thing I went to was the, the you know. That's why I
0: thought of it, like, because she's a badass in that. Yeah. She's, like, us kicking
1: Well, if you have to do a Game of Thrones lady, because that seems to be no, you what... you have to. You, you, you have, have to, to from now on. Yeah. It's, it seems to be the trend. But, um... There was something I read somewhere. I, it might Sarah have been...
0: Connor, well, since it was Sarah Connor Chronicles? Was... Yeah, yeah, it was
1: Lena Headley.
0: It was Cersei. So, yeah, um, now that's the rules now. If you're yeah, going to recast Sarah Connor, she has to be from Game of Thrones. In
1: the same way that if you need a, a, a girlfriend for Batman in mm-hmm. the Batman movies, it has to be one of Tom Cruise's wives. <laughs> <laughs> if if, Wait, that, if one, that's possible. Two... This is Nicole Kidman. Yeah, it's Katie Holmes. And, uh, and uh, i dunno wipe my mouth. We'll, we'll <laughs> that's. See. I mean, that's it. We'll but see we'll see. Madison, Going uh, forward we'll go, Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I, did yeah.
0: Yeah. Hathaway way ever. No. All right.
1: No. Not yet. <laughs> not yet. No. 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 She's married to someone who isn't Tom Cruise, so that's fine. That's fine. Yeah. She's, she's, t- safe. She's, she's safe. She's <laughs>
0: safe. We're almost like get on
1: the phone. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! And get out of the house. <laughs> No, 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 Tom, I love him, he's great. Edge of Tomorrow, which, uh, like, if you, <laughs> could, if you could put Edge of Tomorrow and Star Trek First Contact in a room together, like pandas, yeah. and get them to mate, <laughs> that is a Terminator movie I would really like to see. And I felt like it was all there in the first half hour, and it fell yeah. away. It oh, was like, so quickly. you know, it wasn't a first draft, I'll give them that. But it felt like maybe a third draft or a fourth draft. Fourth they, draft. I think, it yeah, needed... they nailed
0: the first half an hour. If they'd paid it off properly after yeah, that, exactly.
1: It all came down to the ending, and the ending just didn't have
0: it. Uh, a Because term- uh, bit- every term, I don't know, every Terminator film, I'm like we've destroyed Skynet. <laughs> <laughs> well done. <laughs> all right. Anyway, I t- <laughs> <sighs> screw you guys. I was so excited. Yeah. And-
1: Especially with like all of these things coming out like a Mad Max Fury Road yeah. and Jurassic World. And it's kinda like if we had them in ascending order, you know, if you'd gone to see Terminator, then Jurassic World, then Mad Max, yeah. it would have gotten better and better and better, but it's kind of gone the opposite I way. I
0: did actually feel like that. I was watching this going, I mean This is going to be really embarrassing given what's just come out. Yeah. (laughs) It was like, oh, you were making this thinking it was going to be good. You didn't know the other films that were coming out around this time.
1: Do you reckon they all went to see like Mad Max and just went, oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) This is the thing is
0: that I think I, I don't, I haven't quite figured out this idea or this theory, but it's like they, people now, Hollywood now how they know how to make a film that looks like an action film. Yes. It feels like a good action... It looks like a good action film, it feels like a good action film, but it's not a good action film.
1: Sylvester Stallone, and he is the, the juggernaut behind the Expendables movies, yeah. which are probably, you know, two and a half, three-star movies at the best. <laughs> yeah. you know, they, they don't get to that four-star, five-star territory. But he's talking about a good action film is just like a good BBC drama or a good, you know... Mm. It, it's different rules but it 's possible to make a bad action film it's possible to make a good action film that hits all those action buttons, mm. but is also very smart as well yeah
0: that was actually that 's the other thing. There were no sequences in this that were particularly exciting or inventive no there's actually there was nothing that I went, oh that sequence no nope. no it was all pretty like it was all pretty generic stuff
1: like I got excited about we 've never seen a Terminator destroyed by the time. Field because they, their skin was open. Yeah. And that was exciting to me seeing two Terminators fighting in an open time field, knowing that they're going to be destroyed anyway, as long as they keep each other inside the. And it, it felt mythic yeah. in a kind of, you know, good and evil battling each other forever kind of way. Yeah. But then it's over, and you, you're kind of like, you know, that's probably. Two hours of my life, I'll never get back.
0: So that's our movie autopsy <laughs> of Terminator Genesis. Uh, if you want to tweet at us, we're at Movie Autopsy. We're also on Facebook. We've got Movie Autopsy there. Um, you can find us on iTunes if you haven't already, do subscribe, either in iTunes or your podcast at Choice or also on audioboom.com. I'm Paul Caliber.
1: I'm Anthony McCormack
0: we'll See you next time.
1: See you then.